Hey, honeybees. Yes, you still have the correct podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Sweetest Honey Podcast. If you couldn't guess, based on the music that you hear in the background today is going to be a quickie with Tiff. And what I like to do during these is to give you guys a little bit of mood music, just some music to just mellow out to while I talk to you solo. I hope that you're having a great week so far. This should be coming out on Wednesday. (laughs) I hope that you guys are doing awesome. But if you're not doing awesome, that's okay too. And we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So something that's been on my mind a lot lately has been belonging. The concept of belonging. I've been thinking about community, friends, family, We've spent so much time trying to fit into molds because that's where we've learned that it's where we're safe. We, humans, are resistant to change. We're resistant to getting to know ourselves because we're social animals. We're not solitary. Having thoughts and opinions and belief systems that differ from the status quo can be scary as hell because we don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. Do you want to be alone? I didn't think so. And even if we find comfort in being alone in our solitude, there's a reason that it feels good to be alone. And it's usually because it's what's safe, right? Not necessarily what our heart's desire is, but it's safe. We know what to do. We know what to expect. So can we talk about that for a minute? I know I'm not the only person that has figured out that so much of what I was taught growing up was not only inaccurate, but oftentimes it was just downright hurtful. It was harmful. It was bad. It was bad. Y'all know. (laughs) We've all lived through the pandemic together, right? We already know about unlearning. The millennials, the elder millennials, Gen Z, We're all really concerned with breaking generational curses, with systems that strip us of our quality of life. I'm looking at you, fucking capitalism. Seriously, fuck that guy. Human beings are so intelligent, and the best that we've been able to come up with has been fucking working (laughs) until we die. (laughs) Ah. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. That's another generational curse that we can break. Maybe we can figure out a way to coexist with capitalism where it's necessary and just focus on the enjoyment of life. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I don't really feel like that's our purpose. (laughs) Of course, you can find purpose through work, but I don't believe that work is our purpose. We march. We hold discourse. We're slowly breaking up existing structures to make room for ourselves and who we are and what we need and the needs of others, too. So when we think about the marches, we think about protests, we think about allyship. We care. We're trying to figure out how to appropriately show people that we care, but we're working on it. We care. And for the people that don't care, We know they don't care. (laughs) There is a point in there somewhere, right? Like, oh, being your true self, belonging. Honeybee, you belong. If you feel like you don't, it's time for some introspection and change. Why do you feel like you don't belong? 
trauma from the past where someone has literally told you that you don't? Or maybe you've witnessed other people that do share their unpopular thoughts be rejected and you don't want to put yourself through that. Is it your brain chemistry? Hello, fellow neurodivergent people. (laughs) That would be me. Are you hanging out with the same people you've known your entire life? You grew up together. You went to high school together. Maybe you went to college together. Maybe you went to different colleges and somehow ended up back in your hometown. You graduated. You came back after college. You got married. You settled down. And maybe your hometown is a place where not much changes. Now, y'all, I live in Alabama. I know that there is a great deal that's going on down here that's not going to change. Everybody's not so fortunate to grow up in super progressive areas, to grow and to have that desire for change and that thirst for knowledge quenched. Some of us just aren't. Everybody can't live in Portland, Oregon or in California. (laughs) But of course, this isn't an exhaustive list, but you get the idea. Get into your heart so you can get out of your head. So y'all know I've mentioned this before, but I really, really, really like the podcast We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. And in one of the more recent episodes, she said something that I thought was really profound. So she was answering a listener question about their move from Florida to California and why they chose to make that decision. Glennon brought up that phrase, bloom where you're planted. And most people probably, maybe, have heard that. I've heard it. And I'm one of those people that when there is some type of well-known saying that everybody seems to know, I've never heard it ever. (laughs) So she said, bloom where you're planted is probably good advice for a plant. People are not plants. The difference between plants and people is that people can move. So of course this resonated with me. Y'all know I'm the auntie with all of the houseplants. And I get a little bit crunchier as time goes on. I know that like um, if you follow my other Instagram, you can see that like (laughs) hiking is something that I am surprisingly passionate about. I had no idea. But you know what? I have people in my life that are also into that and have helped me kind of shape that and discover this hobby. And I went on a five mile hike the other day alone. It was amazing. Bibi, you're not blooming because your conditions aren't right. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. So how can you change your conditions to give you the best chance at blooming? Ooh, maybe you guys aren't plant people and I can like shed a little light on this. Houseplants are capable of blooming, but we don't always see it happen. The plants themselves are not the blooms, but they will make flowers. Cacti do it, succulents do it, The pothos, which is like one of the most common houseplants, can do it, but don't usually indoors because their conditions are not perfect. But when you keep plants that usually live outside, inside, you need to supplement their conditions in their natural habitat. 
So what gives a plant homeostasis? If it's a tropical plant, it's gonna be humidity, heat, some sunlight. If it's a desert plant, a ton of sunlight, but not as much water. And then you have other arrowids, you have air plants, you have other plants that can grow aerial roots and attach themselves to other things. But you figure this out when you keep them and you watch them. You see the way that their stems will reach for the light when they've gotten so long. You see the way that the spaces between the leaves or petioles can stretch out when they're not getting enough light. You see really compacted and bushy looking foliage on one side that faces a window and then in the back maybe it's more spaced out and long and leggy. You have to supplement those things. So when we think about that in terms of human beings, in order to flower, we're not thinking about what on the outside can supplement what's on the inside. We're thinking about our heart's desire, our core values, and how we can make a life around those things. So how the hell do you allow yourself to bloom? I have a few tips. It's a short list, it's five things. So number one, healing. It seems simple, but it's truly one of the most difficult things in life. Healing from trauma, heartbreak, broken self-esteem, losing yourself in a stage of life like parenthood, health, your financial status, a career change. Sometimes healing and self-care means antidepressants and intensive therapy. Sometimes it can just mean cooking more at home so you can save more. So in that healing, what makes you feel the best? When do you feel your best? When do you feel the most heard and seen and valued? When do you go to sleep happy? I think that you'll discover that in the healing of it all. Number two, evaluating your surroundings. Are you calm where you spend the most time? Do you feel content? Not everyone can just quit their jobs. Again, that asshole capitalism. But at home, do things spark joy? Is it something that a revamp of furniture or paint or keeping candles or hiring someone to come in and organize? Do you think that any of those things will help? Are you feeling stagnant and you just need a change of scenery? You just got to get out of the house. Those are things to consider. What's gonna make you feel good? What makes you feel the most content? And if you're feeling more upset or excitable than just content, it's time to start looking into why that may be. Number three, checking in with slash about your people. If you're feeling small, unimportant, unheard, stupid, slighted, inadequate, all of the things, Maybe it's time to stop nurturing dead-end relationships and try to find a community or individuals who just get you. Where we once belonged is not necessarily where we always will, and that's okay. 
it's okay if you've drifted from your best friend from high school or middle school or college or that colleague from a job that you left five years ago. It's okay if they've entered into a new relationship dynamic that you don't understand or like. It's okay if your dynamics have changed and the tables aren't really turning the way that you would feel that they're appropriate. Maybe you just want a best friend to be your activity partner. Maybe you just want an activity partner who's not your friend. Maybe you don't want any friends at all. I can definitely (laughs) empathize with that because that's kind of where I am right now. It's okay to distance yourself from a relationship and to end ones that no longer serve you. Beginning a friendship with somebody is not like committing to a lifelong marriage where you promise to stay there for better or worse or for thick or for thin. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be friends with anybody. And that's part of what's so liberating about friendship. It's part of what is so beautiful about the friendships that remain. Friendship is a voluntary relationship. So you can like not talk to your aunt or not talk to your uncle or a cousin, but they're still your cousin. It's kind of the cool thing about friendship is that after somebody's not your friend anymore, they can just be a person who used to be your friend. We're often surprised to learn new things about our lifelong friends when we open up the dialogue. So don't get stuck thinking that your existing relationships have gone as far as they can. Remember me talking about friendship interviews a few episodes ago? It seems like now would be a good time to get that up on the blog. I was having some technical difficulties with the software on the computer. I'm so sorry, but... Um, guys, if you're thinking about like starting a website, maybe don't use the the domain that I use <laughs> to do that because it's down a lot. But friendship interviews where you just ask questions. Um, remember us talking about our best friend, Rye. And yeah, it feels kind of weird to say that because, you know, it's always weird for me to be like, I feel very strongly about someone have a lot of rejection issues I have a lot of abandonment stuff and so proclaiming that somebody is so close it's vulnerable it's scary but I love them and I'm hopeful that it's a friendship that can grow it already has we've all grown so much through this friendship already but remember Rye was an existing person in A's life before we got together So now it's interesting that like Rai is like my person, one of my people. I love him. So ask questions. Ask your friends the weird stuff that you don't talk about. If you talk about relationships all the time, ask them about their feelings. Ask them about how things have made them feel. Ask people about the things that matter to you. Maybe you've been putting it off for some time. Maybe the timing never felt right. But it's important to have those conversations. So I'll help you guys and give you a little guide for your friendship interviews with the people in your life. And finally, number five, trusting your instincts. 
It's self-explanatory. Y'all know how I feel about the term common sense. I don't feel like it's common. So I'm going to break this down. It's self-explanatory, trusting your instincts. But what does that mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Every person who has been in a toxic relationship can tell you about the stress, the sinking feeling in their gut, or their overall uneasiness when a relationship changes from being healthy to being unhealthy. It's okay to be the asshole if that means not engaging with rude family members who criticize you. It's okay to feel closer to folks who aren't your relatives than to the ones who are. It's okay to delete social media or to take long breaks. It's okay to draw a line between friends and acquaintances and dispersing your emotional bandwidth. It's okay. So belonging, where do you belong? Well, number one, let's talk about what you deserve. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to be validated and supported and loved. You deserve honesty. You deserve recognition. You deserve to be prioritized. And when you acknowledge those things and you make those connections between these are the things that I want, these are the things that I deserve, and these are the things that I get or that I don't get. Where you're getting those things is pulling you closer to where you belong. Belonging is a state of mind. It's an emotional space. It's a mental space. It's not a physical space, but it could be. But I think that belonging is something that we carry with us. We invite the people that we feel like belong, wherever that means. If that means emotionally, you just vibe with somebody, they belong. If it's somebody you get a good feeling about and you have a story or there's something energetic between you and you just feel like it just fits, it just feels right. That's okay. That's okay. Now don't start thinking about belonging in a way that it would hurt or exclude groups of people, but you're just trying to figure out where you fit in. And maybe that's the key, figuring out where you fit and not where somebody else does or doesn't. But we all belong. We all have to share this space. We're all roommates on planet Earth, right? And it's okay if some of your roommates become friends or lovers or nothing. It's also really important to think about who this is in your life. So that way, when we have these major events, these major crises, you know where to go for all the oxytocin and the dopamine, right? You know where to go to feel good. That's where you belong. That was on my heart and I just wanted to share that with you. I hope that that makes you feel something. I hope that it makes you think something. I hope that it makes you change something. But we all belong. And fuck anybody that tells you that you don't belong because they're wrong.
So it's Wednesday. I want you to go through and have a wonderful week. I want you to move through the west of this the west of this week, the rest of this week, thinking about where you belong and also where you don't. Think about what feels good and what doesn't. And if you have the capacity, think about why. And if you have a little extra capacity, think about what in this situation could change to make it feel good. The person, the environment, the relationship, the timing. But nobody can determine that but you, for you. Yeah, that's a good note to end on. Thank you for sharing this little moment with me. And I hope that you continue to have a wonderful week. Continue to be introspective. Continue trying to put those pieces together. Continue evaluating and analyzing and thinking about what belonging means to you. And maybe bring that up to somebody that you do feel belongs or ask someone how they feel about belonging. Share this with somebody that you feel like could use a message that's somewhere in this little podcast short. I think I'll do the same. If you're not already following us on social media, we are on Instagram at sweetesthoney.love. We're on Twitter. You can visit our website, sweetesthoney.love. There is also a blog there. I'm also working on getting more photographs of just the regular day-to-day life up and up, but everything looks great so far. If you love the Sweetest Honey podcast or you love Quickies with Tiff, please rate our podcast five stars wherever you listen, especially on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a follow or subscribe to us. Share an episode with a friend. Leave a review. Say something funny. You can email us at info at sweetesthoney.love. And you can also text or leave a voicemail. And that number is 205-202-0511. If you do decide to leave a voicemail, make sure that you leave out any information you wouldn't want to be on the podcast. If it is something that you would like to share for an episode, you can ask for advice. You can tell a story. You can share kindness. And of course, you can let us know if you want it to be shared or not shared. But we'd love to hear from you. Y'all know I love a collaboration when everybody just gets to tell me their ideas and I do all the work. (laughs) I love you, honeybees. Y'all have a wonderful rest of the week. Until next time. Bye.